Hello listener. I'm Kaushik Nagarajan, a software engineer based in Chennai, India, and the host of the Incongruent Thoughts podcast, where we try to understand diametrically opposed views and ideas and attempt to reconcile them for the benefit of anyone with ears to hear. Today's episode is with Hari Santosh, an IoT architect who's finishing up his master's in industrial informatics, now based out of Mannheim, Germany. Hari and I worked in the same team where I joined as a fresher and he has become one of my closest friends and a mentor to me in all things related to software engineering. Our conversation today revolves around hobby projects, freelance, startups and corporations and which ones you should be working for. Good evening Mr. Hari Santosh. Thank you for joining us today. How was your day so far? So, Kaushik, thank you so much for having me today. It's my pleasure to be here. My day was good so far and I can't wait for the podcast episode today to cap it off in a really really marky fashion. Let's get this show started. Perfect. That's the energy we want out here. So, today we are uh, looking to a very uh, interesting topic. It's a topic that I wish I I had a lot more info when I was just starting out but uh, I have gathered a few things over the years and uh, I have learned a lot about this topic from you personally so I thought it would be uh, the best to have you discuss few of these things so today we are going to look at three types of work environment so one is working in a in a big corporation the other is working in a startup environment and the third is working as a freelancer and then there are other things also you might go into like working just for side project hobby projects things like that so let's just see so hari what do you think are the main differences between these things what differentiates these different work environments mm-hmm. so like you laid it on kaushik these three are three different pillars when we when we as a software developer or any professional per se if we wanted to get on board if we wanted to do anything we actually start off reverse engineering and do something as a hobby just because we find it fun me personally when i slowly started to get into the world of software engineering i started making these sort of hello world projects just to have some fun so it typically started as a hobby so slowly those sort of hobbies it became a passion and then that passion became an obsession so it's more like this sort of a transcending journey then once we attain a mastery level when we see that hey i can deliver value to a lot of people with my particular skill sets then we slowly started diverging a little bit and started to do some sort of freelancing so freelancing is really really trivial but it can also be done at a much larger scale with much larger people as a freelancer you tend to do work on the projects which you really wanted to work on and you have the ability to control your time so it gives you the flexibility and it also allows you to work on your hobby so with freelancing we will be able to really really amplify our hobbies and also hone our skill sets even more so this particular things when we all put it together right when you started to manage yourself and when you started to become your own boss then it's almost like you create a brand for yourself so technically you are a independent startup so kaushik nagaraj and tm so like that so it it all summarizes to that so successfully a startup is built in this following stage i would say so this is more like a flow i would say you start doing something as a hobby project then slowly start to explore freelancing options and then finally you sell yourself as a brand i would put it this way that's good uh, hari 
something that i've noticed though is this is not the usual career path for everyone the normative path is usually that uh, uh people you know you just stick to your syllabus any any practical extracurricular work you do is also technically only if the teacher gives it as a project work so no one does things out of their own self interest mostly and so that's the level of hobby self uh, self projects also that they have and later the trend is just work for your placements and then you get a job in a in a big company and that's how we start off why do you think that is the most common path that people are taking is it because of the because everyone is doing it is it because of the ease of flow like there is uh, you don't have to put any extra effort on your own end or is it because they are just not well informed and are not even exposed to the fact that there are other options like this that's a quite quite a lot of things to unpack here kaushik but that's a very brilliant question to get started right so people generally they they don't have this sort of exposure so they generally tend to stick to their curriculum it's almost the basics only they tend to like enter into the flow so schools they generally they wanted to get their curriculum out they wanted to go in that particular direction to make their particular students employable in the current market these set of trends i think it should be something which must be engineered so i know this may sound a little bit more counterproductive but i think these set of things should be something which must be born in an individual so there are some engineers who i have seen right so these people they generally tend to think out of the box right from the very start they always tend to tinker things so they wanted to know how things work even if you have a christmas toy right so they will tend to open up the toy and they will see how the small sort of things are working so this set of ingenuity will always allow them to think and they will always try to solve problems in this way slowly they started doing this as a hobby and then they realized that they are problem solvers per se and then they started adding real values and move into this particular direction i would say that it's on an individual basis so people they say are trending to show some tendencies and if they really want to uncover and attack things they will slowly understand these are the things which needs to be done and this is the path that i may have to go so this is how i may try to cap up of course it would be really good if the curriculums or if industries if they are also saying on course and try to expose the people or expose the students right from they are starting these are all the different opportunities which are on the other side of the spectrum it's very much essential for students to make informed decisions and i think academics must be tending to that yeah what i have noticed is that even when i was growing up in my school we used to have career counseling sessions and things like that but i feel like there is a big disconnect and maybe like episodes like these will help fill that gap but the issue is that the people who come for the career counseling they are just one or two really well off people in just your traditional fields and they only just come and give one speech and go off so there is no uh, mentoring which is a very important aspect and added to that is the fact that kids have no knowledge about the importance of finance the importance of being employable when they are young and i think it's not just an adult thing i think it's because they were never asked to really work for what they are doing so i believe that children should there is a time for them to be kids and grow and enjoy be innocent but i think slowly slowly we need to start giving them responsibilities and appreciating them for that because uh, especially this period of being an adolescent it's like you can you want to have all the benefits of being an adult but none of the responsibilities and i think maybe that has to change 
um so one way is maybe this kind of an apprenticeship uh, early on in their school uh, higher education time working on actual projects and maybe not for large sums of money but real life project real life so they have real experience and i think that will make them want to actually know what are the different career options um so on a personal note so when i took my engineering i didn't really know what the different departments of engineering actually meant it was an unpleasant surprise for me when i started my first year and i found out what my department actually uh was going to teach me but now my career has uh, shifted into the stream i want but that is the thing so yeah i think we need something like this a way uh, in which people can um, have a uh, broader perspective and more real life perspective so uh, any thoughts on that and maybe you can also pitch in about mentorship and maybe your experience with that yes absolutely kaushik i think you you made a very brilliant point here this sort of apprenticeship program it should be like more of a trend in the universities universities they generally tend to go in the direction which the corporates want so they tend to have courses or curriculum aligned only for that particular reason i believe every university should have a proper entrepreneurship cell they should be giving the problems or they they should be asking the students to come up with questions they shouldn't be just looking for answers so when they ask the right question they tend to then arrive at different set of answers when different set of answers are merged together you get a product and that product can be a startup so i believe going via the apprenticeship route is a very nice example like you mentioned earlier mentorship is a very very essential aspect for that how can who can be a mentor so like you mentioned it shouldn't be just a fancy one off program where somebody a very high high achieved individual he comes off the stage because students will not be able to relate with him because he has been doing this thing for a much longer period of time and he has already achieved a lot and lot in life life so it's almost like a huge disconnect people generally tend to look into people who they know that they have walked the same path i believe that mentors should be those set of people when proper mentors are introduced into this sort of curriculums they tend to work together and create magic to to drive home the point further i believe academics should definitely take the interest of the society as a whole they must address solutions in a much concrete way and the best way to do that will be to introduce the set of apprenticeship and a mentorship program at a much earlier stage especially when they start their university that too in the first year so uh, to to summarize it all together right i think universities or academics should be staying on top of these things and they should definitely have an entrepreneurship cell and definitely they should promote mentorship program imagine if somebody comes to me and if they told me right at the very first year of my university at the end of fourth year try to build a product and sell it to people it would have given me that big of a motivation even though i myself enrolled and even though i myself motivated and i tried to travel in the path having a mentor would have definitely even propelled me it would have it would have been like a reality check to me it would have been a meaningful discussion where i can compare my progress together get valuable feedback and do some course corrections i definitely missed that part so you hit the nail on that kaushik yeah that would be our suggestion also and i think even if your university doesn't have like we encourage anyone who if they you have a influence over universities then please encourage them to start this but even if you don't have i think you can find people who are good in something 
and you can ask them to mentor you so personally you you've had like that mentors of some sorts for uh, different stages and uh, so for me like uh, you have been mentoring me in some things related to software engineering i i think that is important because many people they give the excuse on like oh i wish my university had like yours we don't have that thing my school doesn't have this thing and things like that i think uh, whatever it is now you have few things with what you have try to make the most out of it that would be my suggestion also to maybe people hearing these things so uh, now let's go into the meat of the matter corporations startups and freelancing so which order do you think we should go from uh, big to small or small to big company size wise <laughs> Yeah I think it's it's only a matter of time so we will start from small and then we slowly progress to the top of the pyramid perfect yeah. yes so let's start off with the uh, freelancing we'll start with the pros of freelancing and maybe i i can tell a few things that just comes top of my head and maybe you can cover up maybe consolidate it with what we have planned thought about so so the main thing about freelancing is the allure of working for yourself you are your own boss you don't have to listen to anyone you don't no one's going to shout at you so this is that like if you think about the dream job right everyone wants to work for themselves and you you can set your own times you can choose where you want to work how you want to work and all of these beautiful mesmerizing things <laughs> but there is also flip side to some of these things so the flip side that i can think directly is it is not cut out for everyone some people are not very good at creating order some people are good in thriving in order and they need that kind of systems but there are others who like to create systems one disclaimer i want to be clear about is that one is not better than the other so it's not that one person is better type than the other i think we all need each other to function as a community and that's why we have been given these inclinations and talents but that is one thing the other thing is if you are doing freelance work you are everything you are the hr you are the you are the recruiter you are the operations you are the marketing sales you are the developer you are the tester you are every guy so that means is your your overall productivity is going to be extremely slow and your scale of operations is going to be very minimal at least starting off when you are just a one person freelancer so these are some things that come to my mind when i think about freelancer so what do you think are some of the positives and negatives great kaushik so you basically said the stone being a freelancer it's like almost like being your own boss you tend to work on a lot of things here so you will be donning multiple hats being a developer being a tax consultant and you do all the crowd of crazy things but i think the most interesting apprehension here is right so people they already know why they wanted to come and why people are rushing here is primarily because the allure freelancers they tend to be the most highly paid professionals so even if it's if you go to glassdoor or if you go to indeed and if you make a pay scale check definitely you will see that most of the highly paid software developers are freelancers they don't work for google or facebook no they may have worked they will have the tag in their name x google x facebook but they do freelancing they tend to be a consultant they tend to go there and they because the pay is very high man at the end of the day main motivation to get into freelancing is the allure to make big bucks we have to be very transparent here 
and then of course you tend to work little creatively you can go to any places you can visit multiple different locations you can go to a co-location space have your own setup meet new set of people you can even start programming from beach so this is the typical <laughs> sort of like a fancy narrative which people tend to give i'm just coding from yeah. beach but nobody codes from beach you know because <laughs> yes there will be too much glare on your screen <laughs> and no wifi signal also that's perfectly said so this is how generally people tend to bring but freelancing as a career it's a very good opportunity especially during post covid right people are left and right looking for jobs some some are getting laid off all of a sudden so this sort of narrative of being a freelancer is currently being looked or explored as a very good alternative for a lot of youths as well they are now considering to be more serious on freelancing even professionals who are actually working on big big mncs and big corporation they are also trying to look slowly into freelancing because they they, they tend to see the waves human beings tend to adapt to the surroundings currently they realize that the organization may simply go away just like that if another pandemic strikes nothing can save us we should be able to feed for ourselves so they then to tend to look into freelancing as well so these are all the aspects or a moral dilemma which anybody will face before they move into freelancing so i think we beautifully summarized the advantages of freelancing here course perfect so now let us step up the game so say you are a freelancer and your business is slowly picking up steam and you see that you are able to employ a few more people and you see that it returns better dividends so you want to scale so either that route or you are joining someone who has started a new venture and it is uh, in the hottest markets and uh, you know that it's going to perform well so the startup environment so uh, i don't personally have uh, first hand experience working in startups but what i have heard is that it's fast paced so there's a lot of things happening because they want to churn out things in an agile fashion they are you need to show your uh, show that you are making progress since you are a startup and you get to learn a lot because even out here you are you are donning a couple of hats you're not just specifically doing only uh, ui development you may be doing backend development you may be doing user experience design and you may be doing multiple roles so you get you become more of a full stack developer and the amount of uh, experience that you gain from a startup environment is pretty high Yeah th- so those are the main uh, postures that I can think of o- why don't you share some postures and then we can go into the other side yeah absolutely to to add on what you were talking about caution i think startups have the sense of uh, alluring because you tend to work on a vision you tend to work on a tightly knit team you tend to know everybody in the team so personally you have building the product of your dream together with all these people so they were more like an extended family to you it won't be just like a normal colleague where you say hi and bye and just go for a coffee break and things like that they tend to be a extended family so it's it's almost like a bread relation here also the the startups they tend to evolve dynamically based on the requirements even though they have put all their efforts in one product they will be quick to abandon that all of a sudden and they will be able to move to another one these are the set of dynamics which makes startups thrive once startups are actually going through this particular sort of a surge definitely this sort of inclination or experience will hone an individual to survive and thrive in any set of chaos 
once you go to that startup mill right the end furnished product will be you as a person embodied to tackle any challenges which you might face in future so i think these are all a very good outlook and the biggest advantages of working for a startup yeah exactly everything has its pros and cons and one of the things that i've heard about is that in startup environments especially since they are so understaffed in some ways the uh, some things are not formally uh, set in stone so hr policies for example and sometimes even salary structures is a little bit might be little bit wishy-washy because you don't have a separate department in your uh, company for that <laughs> that department is a one person uh, one man job so that is something that i have heard and i think the other cons might not be a cons but it might be it's more of if you're not that kind of a person you may not like it say what you're looking for is a safe uh, not safe let's say a correct 9 to 5 job so you go at that time you come back and after that you want the rest of the time to yourself you're not working for passion you're working to put food on the plate <laughs> so you don't really care about how big successful your project is you what you care about is that you do a good job and then you can come back home and and use that money for your personal family or your personal desires so may, maybe that that would be my the other side of startup environment that i see i can't agree more kaushik to commend you right you started off this discussion before we entered you beautifully laid out the outlook we are not here to glorify startup and to vilify the normal corporate culture we need both both of them are two different and separate functional entities which are doing a tremendous job of making our society existent i think both of them needed each other a startup will not stay the startup forever every startup will go through a cycle and slowly the curve gets matured and then it becomes a corporation so ultimately that curve will come one day or the other there should be a formal set of procedure so even though facebook microsoft everything was like a sort of a garage quote and quote startup they all are now multi billion dollar corporations true so similarly we work and everybody are going through that phase so whatever may be the end goal startups tends to go and join the conglomeration like how different different lakes joins into sea so i would say there are pros of course but there are cons like you alluded we do have the sort of um very low pay scale some startups they tend to say that hey i'm sorry we are not making any money this month so you can't take the normal pay so you have to take a pay cut so these sort of uncertainties will surround you as a dark cloud will it will always follow you but what to what, what to do here should be something which a person must decide for himself so if he is in a situation to provide food if he is in a he is the only breadwinner in his family it's more preferable to him to take a proper job to equip himself and ensure that the stability is going on while maintaining freelancing and maintaining his curiosity by doing hobby projects i would say that by maintaining the balance between these two worlds he will be still able to be a world class engineer which is what everybody should aspire for i would say that it's not that you should only be working in a fast paced agile environment in a breaking neck fashion to somehow qualify yourself as a world class engineer this is the biggest myth bubble which you are which we are bursting today together exactly i think we, uh, i want to come back to this point that you have uh, mentioned so I, i just thought of the same thing but let's uh, first finish up with the corporations the the large scale multinational corporations so you know 
joining a corporation i think one benefit is that when you join some place you can tell your uncles and aunties and they can recognize you immediately if you are joining in a startup uh, first year tell the company name then uh, tell them that explain what a startup means and then later justify everything by telling that you are getting a decent pay so then they'll be like oh up okay or then it's fine so i think this is one thing that people enjoy from being in big corporations but there are a lot of other things one thing is uh, a proper uh, office space multi facility office space fully well defined hr policies work policy work timings uh, promotion and career growth options are well laid out incentivizations everything is there so there is in some way security and uh, everything is uh, cut out for you and uh, planned for you so those are some of the things and as you said like you know pay and uh, promotions there is a expected hike percentage for each company so you know your this is what you'll be getting so these are the things now on the other end of the spectrum what i've noticed is that even in well there are it depends on your role mostly but in bigger corporations you can really be lost in the sea so your voice is never heard you don't see much above there's a lot of hierarchy and you just have to please one guy and that guy pleases another guy and that guy pleases another guy and the guy who does the most hard work is usually no one even knows his name so he just becomes an employee number so that is what i have uh, you know maybe noticed between corporations so what what are your thoughts and experiences can't agree more so i i think corporations they tend to function really well they have a set of formal procedures proper departments and of course a boat load of cash in their disposal they can do anything they want you like you pointed out it's nothing but an employee number they can replace expertise it's just like that sometimes employee come and sometimes the next day he disappears nobody cares what happens to him these are the set of things which are con- con- consistently ruining the reputation of a corporation i think corporations can easily amend that if good set of leadership team is sitting at the top i think it should be like a top down process corporations are needed for the survival this is something which we agreed upon i think we should there should be a proper regimen which sort of boost the employee moral ensures that the hard working employee is getting rewarded set of proper job responsibilities are given to every individual and also existing uh, everybody should be able to coexist with everybody these set of things needs to be incorporated in a very big corporations and then like you alluded we have a lot and lot of benefits of working with a very big corporation sometimes you tend to get access to world class talent if we are sitting as the developer in india we will be able to interact with colleagues in europe south america north america you tend to easily connect to a diverse set of professionals you can't expect that in a startup initially because nobody knows you why should someone from america will be coming to work for you brand identity like you mentioned it's been recognized everywhere so it sort of elevates your social profile it sort of gives you a sort of a job satisfaction i've seen extreme loyal employees for a corporation especially in germany where i'm staying currently right if people are working for volkswagen bmw or bosch they used to wear test t-shirts everywhere when they are walking around they won't cover a jacket because they wanted to proudly represent because it's an identity so they are sort of res- i mean resonate their brand identity through their own identity 
this is fantastic these sort of things are wonders which corporations are doing and also there are a lot of social responsibility program which a corporation can carry out this is very very nice so they are sort of trying to make a change in society making a positive impact to the society cannot be something which startups can directly do at the very earlier stage because they wanted to first survive startups are concerned about everyday operations and everyday survival whereas corporations can take some deep breath and sort of fix problems in the society as well i would say these are all some aspects which is good in startups but of course corporations needs to fix certain regimens and learn from the startup world to ensure it is really really thriving in this modern age and satisfy the new age millennials perfect so coming back to something that you had hinted at should we choose one of these things or can we can we mix and match you know we have told about the benefits and the disadvantages but i don't think that you have to fully push yourself in a corner also so you can be working uh, full time in say a big corporation and uh, over the weekends you are uh, doing small uh, freelance work so how is that and how sustainable is it and what are the benefits of doing you know part time work like that that's a great question i would say like this is not something which you should decide directly up front at any point in time at any point in life if you feel the urge of doing you can do anything you want so this is what life is all about you can start with a very big corporation stay there for 4 5 years build up experience have a tight network have good connections and then boom you have a startup idea and then you can branch off and you can start it out just like that there is not a fixed time scale i would say hey so every startup founder should be just a college dropout so this is again a typical typical stereotype which people tend to yeah. have no that's not the case always you tend to go in your own timeline when you feel the calling is there and if you feel like this is the right time to do you can still go and explore but of course it's not that you should go and explore if you feel content and if you create a difference in other people's life and in your own life by working through a very big corporation you can absolutely continue to do that you can keep on making very good difference in other people's life live a content and successful life and just like the podcast number 1 which very beautifully talked about so this is where everything comes into pictures in our podcast so think about this guys it's all about you following your passion and your definition of success is a different one than others if you if you are content with the difference you are making absolutely continue in the same path working in a big corporations will definitely empower you to do that and definitely you will be able to scale much bigger heights so this particular mix and match is something which should be done on a very very granular basis and it's an extremely subjective decision i would i would summarize it this way awesome yeah on ending i would put it this way what would be your advice to someone who is uh, just finishing up with college and thinking about placements or job and say they have not gotten a job in a company so that is question number 1 and question number 2 is what would you say to someone who is working in a in a bigger corporation but for some reason is not really satisfied wonderful question i would just summarize everything together to answer the first question i would say to every aspiring students or every aspiring person even if they are not a student who are listening become a world class player at whatever you are doing if you wanted to make a podcast try to follow the cream of the cream layer try to ensure that you are putting out the quality content in the same way like how they are putting out that's the uh, model template which you wanted to do 
i would say by becoming world class what you tend to do is you tend to learn to build something it may be an art it may be a song or it may be a composition it may be a design it may be a development piece but you are trying to build something and you are also trying to sell it to an audience there if you master the concept of building and selling then you become an unstoppable force that's it so we need more people like that in this current day and age it can be a normal idea it can be a message which can change the lives of millions of people so master the art of building and selling and then be skilled enough to shine in both the startup and corporate world this would be the message and for people who are still there in corporate world and if they feel that hey i think i can do more but i'm not able to come out of this circle you can try to talk to your manager so have a honest one on one conversation you just lay down what your root values are and clearly talk it out it's lot of employees this was a study from harvard research close to 90% of employees they are not transparently conveying what they have in mind to their supervisor so they tend to think for them they tend to do something which is completely not in their interest try to hash out all the difference so be transparent tell them clearly on the goals which they are working on and even before the periodic meeting try to have an have a pre meeting so for example if you have an half year assessment try to make it like a quarter year assessment tell them that how far you are aligning to the goals ask them for their feedback and tell them clearly what can i do in extra to ensure that i'm meeting all my goals if you tend to have this sort of a pre periodic check up with your supervisors everything will stay in place you will hash out the difference and you may tend to have a much more productive career in the corporation that's the message for all the corporate fellas out there perfect yeah i think we have covered quite a bit and uh, i think we might be discussing a, a bit more on topics like this pretty soon so thank you so much hari for joining yeah. great job goshik keep up the great work buddy thanks for having me today wow we've covered a lot of ground here I hope this has helped you to approach your aspirations in a new light now. Links to Haris and my online presence are available in the show notes. If you have any questions, feedback or topic suggestions, do send out a message on Instagram or Twitter. I would love to hear from you. Until then, see you in the next one.